Welcome, everybody, to another episode of This Is My Bourbon Podcast. I am your host, Perry. With me, as he always is, it's my co-host, Eric. I'm changing. Into a mutant? No, the mutant is getting... The mutant's going to get serious. I mean, I feel like people... They just think uh, I'm just naughty. I'm I, I'm dumb, and uh, like I'm just ruining whiskey, and I'm changing. I'm going to be serious. I'm just going to do things that everybody else does. Where is this coming from? I'm joking. <laughs> I ain't changing shit. <laughs> I'm taking over. Ain't nothing changing about the mutant. I'm going to ruin even more whiskey. Hi, buddy. <laughs> Um, this is a very aggressive energy <laughs> that you've come in with today. <laughs> okay, well, um, hi everyone. I'm Perry. I'm Eric. <laughs> this is my perfect podcast. See you later. <laughs> oh man, 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 man! Somebody told me that. Told you what? I'm ruining whiskey. <laughs> Who told you that? I got a message. Yeah. Tell me right now and I'll bleep out their name. You're ruining good whiskey, he said. <laughs> I said, you know what? It's my whiskey. And I ain't ruined shit. Drink it how you like to. Pour it over whatever you want. Very aggressive this week. Anyway, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, thank you so much for being here. Hope that you subscribe and come back for next week's episode. Yes, please. If you have not done so yet, uh, do subscribe and leave us a five-star rating and review. It really helps out the show. Gets us in uh, more people's listening ears uh, and allows us to do really well in the algorithm. And we show up if they search for, if people search for bourbon podcasts. So that's good. That's good stuff. Uh, and also, if you're coming back from as a, as a returning listener... Thanks. Thank you. Thank you for being a friend. Thank you. Appreciate you. It's sips and snacks time, though. Oh, my goodness. Where we, ever. where we pair a whiskey with a product and probably going to ruin the whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> so this week, Ooh, and we've been yeah, on the baby. hunt for this for a little while, and we yes. had to get it shipped all the way from Walla Walla Walla, Washington. From Patrick Starkey. This Patrick is another. another listener. Sips and Snacks. <clears throat> yes. And we are looking at a glorious Jack Daniels Tennessee whiskey cake. Pecan. Made with toasted pecans. And authentic Jack Daniels Tennessee whiskey ready to serve. And let me tell you, we opened this up to get it ready before the show. And it smells amazing. It smells drunk. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry, I had to go ahead and take a bite. I couldn't wait any longer. Oh. This thing is so tasty. It's oh. nice and light and spongy. That's like one of the perfect textures for dessert. Like it's got the sticky kind of outside, and then the inside is just so soft. Oh man. Dude! That's so good. I love everything about this. I want to try this, the whiskey by itself first. I am too, because I've never had this before. Jack Daniels Heritage 100 Proof, bottled 9, 10, 19. 
Ooh. So these are like pre-pandemic, pre-COVID. So these are like the one of their like limited releases for the year, right? Oh, snap. Yeah. It's kind of got the black label with like the blue, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's right. <clears throat> All right. It smells fabulous. It smells so good. Oh. Ooh, yeah, man. It's like coconut cream pie. That's only a hundred proof. A little spicy. <clears throat> I think the coconut's coming through a little bit more on the palate. Yeah, definitely. Oh man, that finish is really nice. It doesn't last too long, but it's like there, let you know, and then it's like, hey. It makes me want to go back for another grab drink. Grab another drink. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm pouring this one over, my friend. Duh. Do, 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 do. It, this cake smells like it's just got like an explosion of like Jack Daniels inside of it. Oh. <laughs> the oh. perfect pairing. That's how they should market this. This is the ultimate pour over pairing. They should put a little like airplane bottle size of. Uh, well, I mean, they probably wouldn't put this in it because this is amazing. <laughs> regular but Jack. Regular Jack, and you pour it in there. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. It turns it in. So, this is the pecan flavor. It turns it into candied pecans that you get like at um, a festival or like at Disney World or the mall. Like, those stands that are just making candied pecans and stuff. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's really good. I'm I'm pouring a little more and just kind of letting it soak in. Mm. I'm going to pour over in my mouth already. <laughs> dude, that's phenomenal. Patrick, thank you so much for sending that. Oh, way. dude. That is so good. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to leave half of this with you. I'm going to take the rest of it with me okay. on my trip. Oh, wow, dude. Very nice. Very nice. Real nice. Whew. Eric, while I'm finishing up this cake, what have you been drinking recently? Oh, what have I been drinking? I drank some more of that uh, Penelope 13-year-old whiskey. <laughs> I had that over at your house the other yeah. day. It's so good. <laughs> it is really good. Um, what else? I, uh, I had a... Um, a uh, Rebel pick from um, Bypass Liquor, mm-hmm. or Happy Hour as it is now. Uh, it's really good. Yeah? I have to bring it over. Please. Uh, it's the 120 proof one, and it's it's really good. Like, I love those Rebel picks. I do, too. I had, some, uh, I had one of my dad's when I was over at his house the other night. Which and it was what? also really good. <laughs> Which one was it? Where's it from? I don't remember. It's good stuff. Um, I think that's about it. Um, I, I had to work so much lately that I didn't do a lot. I did some pairings. Um, what did I pair the other day? I don't know. I don't think it matters because you probably ruined it. <laughs> it's true. Uh, I think we found our through line for this episode. <laughs> way to ruin it. Well, we're recording this today after St. Patrick's Day. 
Yeah. And I drank a lot of beer yesterday. Dude, you went on live. I was trying to watch the game while, um, and I'm just going to get this out of here right now. Yes, Kentucky lost. I'm over it. We're moving on. Um, and you're like cracking like some Guinness on the live. Then you're yeah, like drinking some whiskey. I was like, damn, Perry's going hard tonight. I drank a lot of beer yesterday. And I was like, yeah, I saw, I think you were out. Uh, drink, did you drink green beer? Have some no, green beer? I didn't. Oh. No, um, I did have a harp though. So. <laughs> but the big thing out of all of that was trying the Kentucky Owl St. Patrick's Day edition. So. Which I just handed over to Eric. So and I just got to know what he thinks about it. Okay, so this is good because that was around the time I was doing three things at once. So I was watching you on the phone. I was trying to watch the game, and then it was also getting bedtime for the kids. And I was like, I can't do everything at once. <laughs> so I had to I had to set my phone down, go get dash ready for bed, and try to kind of keep up with the score on the game and all that. So I didn't get to see. It was towards the end. I did not get to see what you thought. So, you can tell me what you thought. I did hear that you thought that 27-year-old Irish whiskey was brisket, and everybody was like, what? Sorry. <laughs> brisket? Like, no, it's all red berries. I was like, what do you want me to do? So, this is bourbon just blended by an Irish whiskey person, well, it, right? Well, and I mean... Is that kind of the gimmick? The the guy from Kentucky Owl helped with it too. Right, but they brought in like this Irish an Irish whiskey, whiskey guy. The, yeah, or is it a girl? Was it, it was a, it was a man. Was it? Yep. One hundred proof. One hundred proof. Okay. There's not a lot on the nose. It's very light. I was getting a little bit of leather with it. I was going to say almost. Uh, a little tobacco-y. Yeah. It definitely, it's light brown. Like, that's the color I see when I smell this. Light yep. brown. Mm-hmm. Like a light brown leather couch. Um, It skews really young. It does, yeah. And I think that's because of the Irish whiskey influence. It's not bad. No. But I wouldn't pay $150 for it. No. Like, even, even, I just don't. I don't taste this and be like, oh, yeah, this is a Kentucky Owl product. And I know it's different from what it has been, but still, it's Kentucky Owl. It's got Kentucky Owl on the bottle. Yeah. It it doesn't make me feel any different about it than if I was drinking confiscated. That makes sense. That's kind of the consensus that... <laughs> I don't really get a lot of notes in it. It's no. really light. Yeah. It's really light, light brown, the color, when I smell it. And I may, on the palate, get a little bit of almost like a, what am I trying to say here? It's kind of almost, it's a little bit of a cornbread. Yeah. I, uh, I guess a sweet corn, but it's light. Like, I can't, I can't really pull much more out of it than that. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I would probably just drink confiscated if I was going to drink something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. I'm trying to think. I don't think there's anything else that I've really had of note. We just got done reviewing the Barrel Bourbon Batch 32. Yes. Over on Patreon, though. 
during the pregame chats. So if you want to check that out, head to patreon.com slash my bourbon podcast. There's a little less dollar a month. Five dollars a month gets you bonus content. A big old full bottle of it. Yeah. Thank you, Barrel Bourbon. You guys are awesome. Yes. And this is an awesome bourbon. Yeah. Um, check out the review, but it's yeah. definitely a recommend. You want to get into some news? Let's do it. Well, I got to clean my space off here. I got Dragon Ball Z news. What? Yeah, they they uh, delayed the new movie indefinitely for now. What? Yeah, Toy got a um, Toy Animation got hacked, so it's delaying like One Piece episodes and everything. So right now they don't know when it's coming out because of all the stuff that happened with this big hacking. Really? Yeah. So it's like on indefinite hold for now. So we don't know when it was going to be coming out soon. Do you have any other Dragon Ball news? Um, do I? I don't know. You tell me. You. Oh. No? No. I'm reaching out to the voice cast of Dragon Ball Z. We'll talk about that at the end of the show. Yeah. So, but anyway, news time. (sighs) Makers 46 is getting a really ugly new bottle. I don't like it at all. (laughs) I saw that. I don't like it. I think it sucks. I think it's so, it's so messy. I, I just. I mean, I don't understand why. The classic bottle is so cool and it's so unique and it separates it from the the rest of the line. But now it just looks bad, dude. I don't like it at all. It reminds me, it, it, I feel like they went back in time. It, it looks like something that they tried to figure out like what would it have been like in the yeah, like, 60s like, or 70s? I feel like it's like a throwback or something. Like I thought it was just something one-off, like limited at first. I wonder if it's going to be screw top now. Like I feel like 46 is like that step above like you're just normal, and it needs to stand out a little bit more than that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't understand why they did that. I mean, it could be that they're trying to like save some money. Maybe, maybe the the bottle shortage and all yeah, that. Yeah, the glass stuff shortage. Going on. But I don't know. I just don't like it. I think they could have it, uh, they could have changed it just ever so slightly, and it would have looked. It it just would have looked better. No, I don't like it at all. I mean, at least it's still ninety four proof. Like True. what's in the bottle hasn't actually changed. It's just it. Uh, it is the label is rough. I just watched this reel that they put out. Look, you can see the the curves on the the neck. So it is screw top now. That's so strange. I saw a uh, a store yesterday that had a and I I think that what they did was they took the. <clears throat> that generations pack like the three pack of makers bottles or whatever Mm -hmm. and split them up so you can buy them individually but they had a 46 cast strength 375 and a private select 375 yeah i've only seen those together i know packs here's something that's better news that we can be happy about Yay! this is coming from whiskey raiders over at whiskeyraiders.com Kentucky Governor Andy Bashir celebrates Wild Turkey Master Distillers oh, I saw that nearly picture. 70 years of making bourbon. So he went and uh, Andy Bashir, our, our governor here in Kentucky, celebrated um, Jimmy Russell 
uh, just awesome. So, so cool to see him, um, receive that, that recognition, um, says that he was given an official document issued by the governor's office to commemorate a specific time period for the purpose of raising awareness about an issue of celebrating milestones. Oh, Bo was there too. Yeah. He took that picture. Oh man. I love it. Yeah. You can actually see in the, one of the pictures that got, uh, got released. There's a mirror and you can see Bo sitting at the table in the reflection. <laughs> so I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, congratulations to Jimmy, of course. Looks like there's going to be a new last drop. Is that that Buffalo Trace thing? Yeah. Uh, it is Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Looks like it's going to be 121 proof. And this is number 28 of their release. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know. I guess this is coming from from BT. But not really not really a whole lot of information about it right now. I'm sure we'll see a a press release before too long. The Castling Key bourbon okay. is upon us. Yeah, everybody's talking about it. They're getting ready for it. Yeah. Batch one and batch two. Uh batch one's gonna be available pretty much now, and batch two is gonna be available in May. Um Approximately right now, uh, it looks like it's going to be about 19,000 bottles. 19,500, I think, is what we're looking at. Um, available in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Florida, Georgia, Illinois, Indiana, Kentucky, Louisiana, New Jersey, New York, Oklahoma, South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas, Washington, and Wisconsin. What if they were, like, not Kentucky? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I thought I saw something earlier that didn't have Kentucky listed, and I was like... So they're really going to do that to us. They're <laughs> really going to do, gonna, really gonna do really? that. Pull that crap. Um, but yeah, it. Can, I, can we talk about something for a second? Let's do it. I think we've gotten a little bit of backlash for the way we, that we talked we've about got messages. Kentucky, excuse me, Castle and Key. Yeah. And the thing is, like, since recording that episode, there's been some things that we've found out. One, Every decision is really not being made by bourbon people there anymore. Now it's like investors and lawyers. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a reason why it's probably or why it's not bought on a bond. But it, the other reason, too, is that they're blending it from different seasons. Oh, yeah. And so bought on bond has to be from it has to be one, one season. season. Yeah. Okay. Well... I still, I still hold true to my statement of why not just keep it 100 proof. But should've, should've at the same time, at the same time, I'm not the person tasting it. I understand, like if somebody has such a refined palate that like that 0.2 percent makes a big difference, then I'm going to respect that. But at yep. the same time, you've not given me anything as far as like the rye, like that I'm looking forward to yet. Yep. So maybe this will be what changes it i don't know i don't either but i mean i do i do want to try it i really do want to try it i am genuinely curious about what this is actually going to taste like but until then i am going to remain skeptical yeah you know Uh, the 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 best bourbon that i have had that's come out of castle and key we had last week yeah and that had a person who knew what they were doing they were doing yeah attached to it yeah there are Four new Thomas Swan Moore 
bottles oh, coming out. Swan's got the new bottles coming Swan's out. Swan's got new bottles coming out. Nice. We got a Madeira cask finished. We got a Merlot cask finished. We got a Sherry cask finished. And we got a Cognac cask mm. finished. But I really hope those finishes didn't ruin that whiskey. Here's one right now. This is a Chardonnay cask sitting right in front of me. That's one of my favorites. Extended cask finish. Have you had that yet? Uh, if I did, I don't remember. Would you like to? I mean, we might as well. Yeah. <laughs> We're here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Since he's offering. It's only, what, 94 proof or something like that? Uh, it's like 98.5, I think. Oh, yeah. That smells. 97.9, excuse 99. me. That smells tasty. This is Barton. Barton, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Non-age stated, $70 a bottle. Looks like they are all out right now, but it is limited availability. Um, finishing details are as follows. The Madeira cask was approximately two to four years. Merlot uh, is from wineries in the Napa and Sonoma regions. Bourbon was in approx- finished for approximately two to four years. Uh, sherry casks were all Oloroso. Ooh. With a finishing period of one to four years, and the cognac casks previously held cognac for six or more years, and the finish was approximately two to four. I'm excited. I I didn't have anything from the first round of, of releases that I disliked. It just was somewhere better than others. So this to me. So this is honestly when I'm like kind of like deep diving into it, like it's one of the few f- finished bourbons that's a, like a what do we say this was chardonnay yeah that i i've had chardonnay before and like i, I really like chardonnay i really get just this chardonnay on the finish like it's like bourbon and then it turns into chardonnay on the finish like the aftertaste is chardonnay to me it's not bad yeah it's pretty gentle mm-hmm it's not like over the top or anything by any means, but oh. I, like that. Uh, I like it. I'm not mad about it. Hey, I'm coming around to some finished stuff. I'm proud of you, man. I'm not coming around to scotch, but. <laughs> yeah, scotch will ruin you. Uh, yeah. Are you ready for some TTB labels? I'm ready. Smoke Wagon. Okay. He's got a new uncut bourbon coming out. It's called okay. Uncut the Younger. What? I guess it just means that it's like the second oh. edition. I did see where he was, he had got like some special barrels and he was doing some kind of like limited release of something yeah. too. So. Uh, 114.5 proof looks like it's going to be. Back of the label says, we took the same philosophy used to create a superior, affordable, easy sipping bourbon, then didn't add any water. Uncut, non-chill filtered with flavored note, flavor notes that are fruit forward with lots of candy, cinnamon spice, and plenty of heat. See, I like that style. Here, here's some the bourbon. We're not putting any water in it. Let's just shut up. Let's go. <laughs> I like that. Got a new farm stock rye coming from Whistlepig. It's the bespoke batch. Looks like Bes- uh, bespoke. Bespoke. Okay. Eighty six proof. Ugh. Oh, they got the whole recipe on the back of the label. Ooh. Fifteen percent, and it's all straight rye. Okay. Fifteen percent. Four years old. From Vermont, char three, 37%, six years, Vermont, char four, 48%, six years, Canada, and char three. Hmm. 
I think uh, that'll be 86 percent. 86 proof. 86 proof. I mean, uh-huh. I know. I got to stop that. I got to stop being like, oh, I only want barrel proof. I got to stop. I got to stop. Yeah, we're proof hounds. Yeah. Uh, th- here's one that is really weird to me. It's a brand new Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey from Woodford Reserve. <laughs> you want to take a shot at the proof? 90. 90.4. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is called the Historic Entry Proof. And it's the uh, it, it's part of their master's collection. Does it elaborate any more on that? No, not a bit. No information Historic further on the bottle. Historic Entry Proof. Yeah. Now... If there was something that said, we put this in at this proof, and it came out at 90.4 proof, I'd be like, fuck, okay. Like, <laughs> I'm like, let's go, you know? Like, fuck. But, like, I don't... Well, I'll, I'll wait and see what the rest of the... rest of it says. Bourbon's magical. It's magic. <laughs> Looks like Wyoming, Wyoming whiskey, excuse me. Oh, by the way, I'm probably not going to buy that bottle. The... Woodford. Well, you know, I mean, it's got to be like $150. Somebody buy it. Not me. Wyoming Whiskey is getting a uh, Wyoming exclusive distillery reserve bourbon. Limited edition. 115 proof. Reserved for a reason. This is a one-of-a-kind barrel. with except- Oh, maybe it's a single barrel. I don't know. It's a one-of-a-kind barrel with exceptionally unique, unrepeatable, and intriguing qualities that caught our attention. It is bottled at a proof which complements the character that earned it a spot on our reserve list and is available exclusively at Wyoming whiskey stores. Hmm. Nice. Very nice. I've had Wyoming whiskey. It's pretty good. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Got a new Starlight. Okay. Rye whiskey finished in peach brandy barrels. I'm I'm down. Four years old, one fourteen proof. Um, yeah. I'm I've been happy with the uh, apple brandy finished rye I got. I've been happy with their honey. You had oh, some of the yeah. Honey. I got to try the honey on Sunday, and I was amazed by it. I'm I'm down for some starlight. I I'm really digging yeah. what they're doing. I'm I'm here for it, as the kids are saying. Yeah. A new it's blended. Busting. Huh. I don't think they say that anymore. Okay. Um, I don't even know what you said. I I heard somebody recently called twerking twinking. Twinking? And I was like, that's not right. No. Uh, Bardstown Bourbon Company has a new blended whiskey coming out called Fur Colon. Looks like it's a collaborative. They do the best at making names that I can't pronounce at all. Well, I th- uh, let me read the side so I know what's going on here. Uh, the Bardstown Bourbon Company's collaborative series is a celebration of kindred spirits. We partner with our favorite producers in wine, beer, and spirits to create exceptional expressions. And uh, yada, yada, yada. Um, <laughs> Savor the latest addition to this innovative series with our Ferklin Irish Whiskey release, a blend of two 12-year-old Kentucky bourbons and one 17-year-old Tennessee bourbon with 21-year-old Ferklin Irish Whiskey finished in Marsala casks. So they blended bourbon from Kentucky, Tennessee with Irish whiskey. Looks like it. So they did basically what we thought the Kentucky Owl thing was going to be. Yeah. Instead of just having somebody blend that from Irish whiskey, they actually blended the Irish whiskey. Okay. Life is so weird, man. <laughs> Life's just one weird big ball of confusion. Uh, 100 proof. I don't know if I said that or not. 100 proof. 
two more to go. <laughs> um, do you want the one that just made me laugh, or do you? Yeah, want... definitely. Okay. Um, <laughs> this is an MGP sourced. Okay. Like bourbon. MGP. It's a limited released release. Excuse me. Single barrel bourbon whiskey finished in a honey whiskey barrel. Okay. Five years, two months, hundred and twenty proof. Called Jews and Booze. What? Jews. Jews and Booze. And Booze. Like Jews. Like like Lachaim Jews. It's got a Glen Karen inside of the Star of David (laughs) on the label. I love it. I love it. I think it's great. Good pop. Yeah, uh, it made me laugh. But so it's finished in is it's finished in honey cask or honey whiskey? Says honey whiskey barrel. So something something a honey finished whiskey has been finished in they took the barrel i guess so okay sure i'm down (laughs) uh and finally lucky seven has got another new bourbon whiskey that is going to be coming out it's a cognac finished looks like it's gonna be 132.12 proof oh dang uh it's gonna be called the bugler that's about all the information we have. Okay. That. So <laughs> be, on the, <laughs> be on the lookout for that. The bugler. <laughs> it's a terrible Batman villain. <laughs> His bugle makes people like he starts playing it and they all like get hypnotized. And, like, yeah. The whole Gotham is just being taken over. by. Oh, this. you know who we're describing? The Pied Piper. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly. Who's it. an actual DC exactly. villain. <laughs> Did you see who Nicolas Cage wants to be? No. Egghead. Who? Oh, I did see that. <laughs> oh. But I want, you know what I want from that, though, is like, he's just, he's not playing a new version of Egghead. He's playing the 1966 like the version. Yeah, yeah. But like, but he's put in like the grim, dark, realistic world of Matt Reeves, Batman. But, yeah. But, but here he's, here just comes Nick Cage just being a complete goofball. That would be amazing. <laughs> it would be so funny. <laughs> and like that's that's this person's reaction to a bat man yes. attacking people is he's like, I'm just gonna lose it. <laughs> I'm just gonna completely screw <laughs> that myself is, up. Yeah, that would and be he just is like, nah, Batman. <laughs> How devilish of you to appear at such a time. Amazing. You've scrambled my plans. <laughs> That in my mind would We're eat. gonna turn you sunny side up. Oh no. Over You're easy. about to get scrambled. <laughs> but that would be amazing if you just took the Batman clips, but Nick Cage filmed his own stuff and you just had a like a like a good editor and they just mashed them up. Could you imagine? <laughs> that would be so good. That would be the only way for that to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I was in bourbon out of my nose, dude. <laughs> wow. And they just clipped everything out of like the, you know, Riddler saying stuff and they put him saying stuff and doing things. Oh, man. It would be so good. It's like people editing Tommy Wiseau and the exactly. stuff. You're oh. tearing me apart, Lisa. <laughs> oh, hi, Mark. Hey, Mark. What is happening here? Why are you doing this? He's not talking to me. He's talking to the microphone. I'm talking to the microphone, but it won't. Did you break it? It won't lay flat on one, one of the feet. I don't know. Barry's getting mad. 
I just want things to work. <laughs> Eric. Barry's turning red. I'm turning green, Eric. <laughs> You're getting scrambled. <laughs> you wouldn't like me when I'm green. <laughs> you wouldn't like me when I'm sunny side up. <laughs> uh, who knows how much of that I left in? <laughs> Probably all of it because it was a funny bit. Uh, anyway, review time? Review. So last week we got to try Blue Run Batch 1 High Rye. We did. And I liked it so much that my <laughs> local store got it in on the same day or around the same time that it was releasing online. And I said, you know what? I liked it then. I'm going to give it another shot. I might like it now. And I'm going to give Perry a hypothetical question here. Since last week... The moon was made of spare ribs. Did you eat it? Since last week, he said... When he's getting something new now, he, you know, he trusts himself. I'm saying, what if you didn't trust yourself? Who would you trust when you're buying a new bottle? My barber. Okay. No, well, there okay. we go. <laughs> and I have, I brought good, some good of, reference there. Huh? I, I brought, <laughs> I brought some of batch one too. So after we do this, we can compare a little bit. Okay. But just while we're, ooh, poppy. Yeah, I want to clarify that because I like thinking back on it. It made me sound really pompous. No, no, but you said like you've been doing this a while. You trust, you know, you you've been around the block. Yeah, I get it. But say there's just something just straight up like you know what I've never had it. I'm hearing people talk about it. I I need just a little bit more reassurance before I buy it. My this. I mean like my go tos are people like it's Bourbon Night and. Jason from Mash and Drum. Mash and Drum. Um, I don't know. I mean, folks like that. Right. I mean, it's not that I don't like trust and appreciate other people's no. input or anything. It's just like I I do so much reviewing anyway that it, like I'm gonna find out what it's like eventually. Right. So I I kind of like make it a point to not watch as many reviews as i used to because i want to and i mean i have the platform for it yeah so like i want my review to not be um colored by anybody else's right. i know i'll get it so totally. that that's really where i'm coming from more than anything and i i apologize if that came off really like narcissistic last no. week <laughs> i guess I, I guess that's me coming into this where I've only been doing this, the the whole reviewing and yeah. everything a little bit. So I'm still like, oh, I wonder what this guy says about yeah. this. Or I wonder, you know, what is what do they say about it and stuff like that. Like, oh, I'm going to wait and see what Perry says about it or <laughs> something like that. And now I'm like, oh, shit, I'm with Perry reviewing this. Like, <laughs> what am I doing? I got to get stuff fit for Perry to review now. <laughs> so, but no, that's... Smells really good. I haven't smelled it yet. Okay. I'm kind of letting it just open up. Yeah. Just it's a fresh hair. crack. Like we just opened it. This is Blue Run Kentucky Straight High Ride Bourbon Whiskey. <laughs> 111 me. proof. Batch Spring, which was batch two. We had batch fall last week. Uh, this is bottle 1499. 65% corn. 30% rye, 5% malted barley. Blue Run Spirits. And this was another distilled at Castle and Key, overseen by uh, Mr. Rutledge. 
It smells really good. Coffee beans. Oh, it's cinnamon. very mocha. I, I got mocha straight up, dude. It's like mocha and cinnamon. Yeah. I really love the nose. 100 bucks, right? Yeah, I think that's like... I think I paid 95 for it. Oh, wow. I like the... I like the taste of that. Yeah, man, it's like chocolate mocha. It comes through. It's it's right from the nose to the palate. It's like chocolate mocha. Yeah, it's a very like, consistent bourbon. Like snickerdoodle. I gotta say, I feel like I like batch one a little better though. I may. I think I do too. Just going off from what I remember. Yeah, I haven't had any since we uh, talked about it last week. So. Let's pour it up. Let's do it. I just think batch one smells a little fuller. Oh, it does. Yeah. What is present on batch two is also present on batch one, but batch one just like yeah blows up a little bit more. Batch two is a little brighter, but batch one it just it's just got that dark like very distinct like full smell. I don't know when I when I do when yeah. I drink them side by side like I think batch two tastes better, but batch, I think batch one smells better. Exactly, I was gonna say batch two, like I think the finish is better. I think it's got a little bit more mocha on it. Yeah, I still get I still get that pumpkin spice on uh, batch one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like that orange, it's like this like light orange, but but the palette on batch one is just a little bit thinner. Yeah. Like it feels, it honestly feels more brittle. Yeah, that's a good point. Batch two is like, I'm here. Like, yeah. Like I got, I, it's got a great finish. It lingers around. And it's, it's more mocha than orange. And I think that mocha note, like, kind of lasts a little longer. It kind of, it's a more of a full note as opposed to like a little bit of a pumpkin spice. Really interesting. I wonder what both of them together is like. Let's find out. Yep. Mixing it up now. I'm just really, I'm just happy. <laughs> that this is good whiskey? That this is good whiskey. <laughs> I'm happy because. I agree. I'm happy because the whole theme of this was me taking a chance and buying something. Yep. And it's something that me and you have talked about for so long. And we've had a little bit, some pieces of it. But we were kind of thrown off on the whole like. Here's 15 single barrels that were hundred and some dollars. Like we were just like, we both agreed like, man, like that's just a lot of money. And people yeah. were buying like every one of them. And then like this, the price dropped a little bit. This is like a brand new like mash bill. It's not like a single barrel or anything like that. We knew who was helping with it. And I'm just happy about this. Product. Yeah, I am too. I'm, I'm, I think just the the happiest that it's not feeling like it's a product that doesn't warrant uh the the price point that it's at. Yes. And I think too that in in a market that is already so oversaturated with products that are just okay or questionable based on, you know, whether or not you should actually pick it up based on what's in the glass. Yeah. I think that this is actually a a pretty pretty big standout. Yeah, you know, um, 
And I, I got to be honest with you, too. The fact that it comes from somebody like Jim Rutledge is amazing. I love that. I yeah. love the fact that it comes from Jim Rutledge. And, you know, a, a lot of times we're left with like, well, a master distiller has left the company. And now we have to scramble to find the products that they made while they were there because we can't get them anymore. Yeah. While that is true of someplace like Four Roses, you can still get the products that Jim Rutledge is making and putting his stamp of approval on. It's just not a heritage brand. Yeah. So, if I mean, I, I think that this proves the point that Blue Run deserves a spot on everybody's, like, list of bourbons to watch yeah or companies to watch i i think that it should not go unnoticed by anybody no i think yeah i agree 100 percent. so and it's a beautiful looking bottle dude they sexy as heck yeah you can say whatever you want but that butterfly looks good on that it really does very picturesque yeah and it's simple it's like a simple design yeah it's nice it's how i dig it i dig it how i like it all right, blended together. Oh, wow. That nose smells really good. <laughs> it makes it smell finished. Yeah. Like, I was almost getting a red wine note off of the nose. Oh, I was going to say it's like, it's almost like a, um, I was going to say a toasted, like a toasted yeah. finish. I think I still like batch two by itself on the palate. But that does taste finished. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. It's almost like if you tasted something, you're like, I don't know what this is finished in, but I feel like there's something extra. To yeah. It. I'm digging it, dude. Yeah. I'm down. Yeah. Shall we review this based on numbers? Let's do it. I think the, I think batch one, we were just like, it was good. <laughs> yeah. So batch, but we're actually going to review this one. Yeah. Batch two just came out, so it probably is a little easier to get for people yeah, for so sure it's more recent so yeah i say i say we do it so nose palette finish and price each category is out of five we total it up for a score out of 20 eric what would you give the nose on batch two of blue run high rye straight bourbon whiskey i'm going right down the middle i'm going to go a three i think the same thing yeah. i think i think if you put batch one up there i'd probably put, do a little higher because i like the nose on batch one but yeah. it's it's good. Like you smell it and you're like, this is good. Like it's mocha. Um, the batch one was a little bit more uh, pumpkin spice. But yeah, I think it's right down the middle. I think it's a three. I think my biggest problem with it is that it doesn't have this like traditional bourbon flair to mm -hmm. it, which I like. I'm, I'm not like committed to that being what makes or breaks a bourbon for me. Right. But I do still love those like core three flavors of oak, vanilla, and caramel. Yeah. And I think that there is some oakiness to it, but like the caramel and vanilla is like I think I think when <laughs> completely you completely gone. Yeah. I think when you get that prominent like vanilla note, like I think that does it for like I I just love a big vanilla like I do right too. So. Legalize it. Make yeah. make vanilla great again. Make vanilla great again. <laughs> Legalize vanilla. <clears throat> we talked about that on this ep or on this podcast, right? Yeah. Okay. I wanted to make sure I didn't talk about that on something else. No, it was when we did the uh, uh, Darren's pairing and we had the right. vanilla cake. It was so, on a yeah the zebra cake. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right, right. I'm gonna agree with you though. I'm gonna give a three on the nose All as right. well. All right. Um, 
palette I find to be more interesting, but it's just this is us being hypercritical, by the way, of like why we're giving our scores what we are giving them. Um, I think in general you should still buy this bourbon, but I think on the palette, if you like to lean a little bit darker, this is going to be more for you. Um, I'm not saying that that isn't something that I enjoy because I really do like dark right. notes on on whiskey, but I think. I'm going to give it a 3.5. Okay. I don't think that that sounds too negative. Um but it's uh it's it's good. Yeah. It's a very very good bourbon. Um I was I honestly was <laughs> topping in Excuse me. uh I was topping in 3.5 as well. Because like you said, like like if you if a three to three to me is like right down the line, it's like solid all the way through. And I think yeah. this is just a little bit above solid. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I think this is a little bit above average. Um, and if I'm going to compare batch one and batch two, I would say on the palate, batch two reminds me more of like an Elijah Craig uh, note. As opposed to batch one reminds me more of like a Buffalo Trace note. Like I've got like, you know, Buffalo Trace reminds me of kind of like lighter cherries and yeah, absolutely. stuff like that. It's yeah. got more of an orange citrus note. And then batch two is kind of like on that Heaven Hill side that's more like baking spices and darker notes and stuff like that. So 3.5, like I think it's above average. It's not craziest or the best thing ever, but it's it's a little better than normal. Yeah, I agree. What do you think about the finish, though? I think the finish is where this thing shines. I'm giving the finish a four. I thought the finish brought out a lot more of the notes, and it lasted just long enough to make me enjoy it, but then go back for another. Sure. Um, I don't think I'm as favorable on the finish as you are. Not that I don't like it, but I just... I don't know. I was more zoned in on the palette yeah. than anything. I'm going to give the finish a three. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's, to me, that's just right. That's solid right yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, price at $100. I know that that's a little bit expensive, especially for a four-year-old bourbon. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with everything that it carries in terms of, you know, the the names behind it and the fact that, I mean, it is still a good product, but yeah, I mean, there are other things you could pick up that are older for a lower price. So uh, as as much as I enjoy this bourbon, um the the one thing that is keeping me from like <clears throat> going above and beyond and just praising it to high heavens is the price. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to give it a 3. Okay. 2.5 on a bad day, but a a 3 is uh that's where I'm that's where I'm I'm you want to guess what I gave it? Uh, two. Three. Oh, well, look at us. Yes. So your score was slightly higher than mine. 13.5? Mine was a 12.5. So I think I think you put this, like this is just me saying straight up, you put this at a $60 price tag? 100%. I'm buying two. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, I, But at the same time, I understand, you know, whatever it is, you, you you know, new brand, you're paying things, you know, it's it's $100, whatever. 
I think that that's close to where it should be, but honestly, bring it back down about thirty bucks, thirty five dollars, and you're you're hitting it out of the park. Yeah. So thirteen point five my total. I'm happy with twelve point five. I'm happy with it. Yeah. And that's and it. <laughs> I I paid ninety five dollars for this, and although I felt like it's a little overpriced for that, at the same time, we sat here and we enjoyed it. Yep. So I'm happy with it. I'm not upset about that. What? I'm not upset about that. <laughs> well, you didn't hear me the first time? What? <laughs> uh, shall we move on? Who am I? Jabba the Hutt? Solo. Solo. Yeah, it's like you can say anything you want and then say solo or Boba Fett. And people are like, oh, that's Jabba the Hutt. Hey. Uh, in your best English, though. Could you tell me what your tips and bits are for this I week? I can. Man, I've got, I've been struggling this week because I've got a bunch of tips and bits, yeah. but I wanted, I didn't want to go overboard and do like a bunch. So <laughs> I'm going to do, do you want movies tips and bits or do you want YouTube tips and bits? Let's go, let's go YouTube. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'm probably going to save movies for next week then. It's a good good reason for it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay. So, first one, I have been watching... I've watched this show on and off before, but I kind of like deep-dived into it and watched the back episodes, is Sneaker Shopping from Complex. Okay. So, think of... I know nothing about it. Okay, so. <laughs> that's fine. But imagine Hot Ones. Yeah. Only the celebrities love shoes oh and oh i know what this show is now. Yeah. yeah yeah yeah. and they come into like you know like flat club or whatever shoe store they are and the host interviews them while they shop for shoes so you learn a little bit about shoes and a little bit about the celebrity that's fun there's wrestlers on there um uh uh matt jackson and uh What's his brother's name? The Young Bucks. They were on there. Shaq's been on there. Roman Reigns has been on there. I mean, you got musicians. Billie Eilish was on there. Uh, comedians. Pete Davidson was on there. And they, they're they borderline sneakerheads, but they talk about the sneakers they had when they were kids. They look at sneakers on the wall, and then at the end, I don't know how real it is, but they're like, we're going to go sneaker shopping, and let you see what they pick out. Right. So Joe, um, I think his name is Joe. He's the host, and he's really good at like integrating like interview questions in with like sneaker questions. So you kind of figure out like their personalities based on their sneakers yeah. and stuff. So that's on YouTube. It's sneaker shopping, and it's on the Complex channel. Um, and I actually, I so <laughs> I'm a borderline like sneakerhead myself. Yeah, and I actually sold a lot of stuff. Cause I was like, ah, I don't need to do this, but I, like, I have a pair of like uh, my favorite Jordans, the Elevens uh, from Space Jam, and I just bid on some, and I, uh, I got a pair of the Jordan Threes in the racer. Holy moly! Yeah, on the in the racer three colors, which I'm not gonna say how much I paid for. Um, but you actually got them. But I got them. Wow. Yeah, I'll show you a picture. But they're one of they're one of my other favorite Jordans. So it kind of like rekindled like my sneaker love, and I was like, "Man, I need to get some more Jays." <laughs> so 
Oh, it's, it's, dude. it's the white, the white base with the, the racer blue. The threes. Yeah. And I got them for about half off what norm, you normally pay for them. All right. What do you typically typically go for to compl- compliment, but like round out your outfit? A lighter shoe or a darker shoe? Um, so I'm kind of in between. Like if I, I, I've grown to like a lighter shoe. I used to just be straight black all the time. Like my, my Jordan 11s, the Space Jam, they're like the black with the black leather. Yep. Black on black. I love them. Um, but nowadays, I think white is a more classy. I think you stand out more when you have a, um, a mainly white sneaker. And yeah. if you go white, throw a white top on there and like a dark hat and you're like, you're set right there. I, I'm all about that contrast mm-hmm. with sneakers. <clears throat> like, I, I don't really like dark shoes in general. I think a lighter shoe helps to, like, just make an outfit more interesting. Yeah. In general. It pops more. It does. And I love my, and this is my. You got the white Adidas. I got the white Adidas with the black stripes. Yeah. This is my favorite shoe I've ever had. And just because of how versatile it is, I can wear it with, I mean, you know, I wouldn't wear it with like a suit or anything. Yeah. But. You could, though. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, it would be a really cool fashion statement, Mm -hmm. but it just, I don't know. I, I, shoes are one of those things where growing up, I didn't have a whole lot of like say in what I got because it was function over form. Mm -hmm. But now, like, the older that I've gotten, I, because I mean, I'm not a kid, I'm not running around in the mud and, you know, wearing out my shoes like I used to. I'm, I'm much more deliberate in what it is that I wear and, and what brands and everything. And the weird turning point for me, I'm ask, I'm answering questions that you never asked, but the weird turning point for me was when I discovered Toms. Oh, I had a pair of Toms. I had a bunch. I actually have a couple pairs of Toms that I still wear semi-regularly, but they're not those like regular ones that look like slippers almost. Yeah. yeah. They actually like have more of a function to them like i have a dress pair of toms like actual like leather dress toms that i love i've had them for years and they're like my favorite dress shoe they're a like kind of burnt orange leather Uh and they just they go great with With like everything any suit that i i wear um and then i've got a slightly they're like canvas more canvasy but they tie it they lace up yeah um that i like it's just a really easy shoe to throw on just to like class up an outfit mm-hmm. even if i'm wearing jeans yeah like it just elevates it ever so slightly but <laughs> i don't even remember how i got onto this but you're just talking about the contrast in like colors and stuff oh yeah, like yeah, that. yeah that's that's what it is but for for me it's like if i'm wearing a black shoe with jeans I feel I don't know it like makes me uncomfortable. A, if you got a darker jean going into a black shoe, like it all kind of blends in. Yeah, there. exactly. If you it, got a really light, like like distress color of jeans, and you put a dark shoe on there, it looks pretty good. Yeah, but I think white nowadays, my mindset is white goes with a lot more yeah. stuff, and it I, pops I am, out. I am just all about contrast. Yeah, for I, like I I 
include like I, I even take that as far as like my design work. Like contrast is yeah. king for me. Um but regardless. I like I but like this outfit. This is like my most yeah. comfortable outfit. Like a, a white shirt. White shirt, jeans, jeans my white and black shirt. Adidas. It just awesome. Like it just makes me feel yeah. It makes me feel confident and comfortable at the same time. Yep. But anyway. I like it. Sneaker shopping? Sneaker shopping. Okay. And it's just cool. like, it's like 10 minute episodes. At, just... fir- at first I was like, I don't know if I'm going to check that out. But the more you got into yeah, it, the more I was like, I gotta listen yeah, to it. It's interviewing celebrities or musicians, comedians, whatever, while they talk about sneakers. It's cool. Has John Mayer done an episode? I don't know. I feel like he would because he's Probably. a big sneaker guy. Yeah. Sneakers sure. and watches. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Do you like watches? I I love seeing watches and looking at them, but I've never like got comfortable with wearing them, if that makes sense. Yeah. Maybe I just haven't found the right one. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I feel like with my love for uh for shoes and hats and things and flannels, I feel like the watch is the last thing. You'll get there. I need to get there. <laughs> I need to there. find that comfortable watch that, like, <laughs> I just like get all this. But I've not, I've not got into watches. That's the only thing. Do you want to try my watch on? Oh, Lord. This is a weird thing that I've just done. But I, mine's a Citizen Racer. Um, I love that watch. I've had it for a couple of years now. Um, so this is a leather band. Yeah. And how loose do you wear a watch? Um, loose enough that it can move around on my wrist but not so loose that it like flies off like that yeah about like that yeah my wrist is bigger than yours so i i wear it like two notches in i feel like i would want like a is this called the face yeah i feel like i'd want a face that's about this size because i wouldn't want it to be tiny i feel like that's too small yeah Mm -hmm. but like this kind of sticks out see if i could get used to wearing a watch yeah, it'd it takes a, a while. It'd be a bad thing, probably. <laughs> I wouldn't be bidding on it Jordan's. It is dangerous. It is dangerous. I mean, I I really, really love watches. But I just, I mean, I can't afford them. I've already got bourbon. Like, I can't afford two hobbies right. like that. Like, here you I know? am talking about sneakers and we buying bottles of bourbon. And I was like, oh, my God, what am I doing? <laughs> the finer things in life. Yes. This, this is nice. Welcome to Tim Bip. I feel naked if I don't have a watch on. See, that's what I've heard. I've heard people who love watches like they can't like they can't go without them. Yeah. This feels good though. See, I don't know what it would be like to have a metal watch. I don't band. like metal watches. Okay. I do not like that that classic like metal Rolex look. It just it's never been comfortable for me and it always is just like jangling around my arm. And then you got to like you got to like be a mechanic to like make it fit, right? You got to like <laughs> pretty, take the pretty stuff much, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I don't, I don't want that. I want a watch with a nice band that I can pretty easily slip on and slip off, but at least I know is going to be secure. Yeah. on my wrist, and like I go back and forth between whether I like the like Roman numerals or just standard numbers. You have one, on any, the face. You have any other watches? I do. Yeah, I have a, I have a few. So others, you have a, but, a few to choose from. Yeah. So but like go-to. this, but this is like my my daily watch. Gotcha. Um, I I have a like a digital one too for if I'm working out or yeah. you know just kind of more casual. But right. um, like if I'm if I'm in anything other than like sweats, this is the watch that I'm right. wearing. And unless it's 
you know, I'm trying to dress up a little bit more. Gotcha. But yeah, I, I have I have options, I suppose. Nice. I need to get the batteries changed in a few though. There you go. <laughs> I have been watching. This is a complete 180 from what you were just talking about. I have been watching a lot of Whose Line Is It Anyway? Oh my god! Recently, Lord, points don't count. Points don't matter. Matter. Everything's made up. The points don't matter. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, I I grew not grew up my senior year of high school. I watched so much Whose Line Is It Anyway? Like it awakened a sense of humor in me that I didn't realize I had, and it's just the goofy, ridiculous, made up out of nowhere improv that some, I find there's hilarious. There's some jokes on those. Oh, like, yeah. I've watched a lot of Whose Line Is It Anyway, too. Yeah. And, like, there's some good shit. There. But, I, but I'm watching the the new version. So this is that's not been the, on... the Drew Carey? No, I've I've watched just about every episode of that. So you're on to the new one. I'm on the, the Aisha Tyler gotcha. hosted. Okay. Um, but the thing is, it's still Wayne, Colin, and Ryan. So like the the original performers from that I say original there was a British version before but like those three core guys are still there and it's still it's like they never missed a beat. I, I mean, love when they sing when they do the singing. Oh, the Irish drinking song yeah. is still one of the funniest things in the world because Ryan never expects what's going to come out of Colin's mouth. <laughs> And he always surprises him with it. And it is always so, so, so funny. There was an episode I watched yesterday. I was just in tears from laughing at it. But I, I want to know two, like, real... Not real. I don't mean to put down people who are on Whose Line Is It Anyway. <laughs> but, like, I, I guess the more indie improv comics, how do they view... Something like whose line is it anyway? Right. Like, do they see it and go, well, it's just a facsimile of what we actually do, or, you know, we, that's what we really strive for is something like that kind of notoriety. But I just, I don't like, I just love it, man. <laughs> I love it. It's what got me to liking um, people like Ben Russell. Yeah. Uh, Auntie Donna, whom I just love to death. It's why I find, I think you should leave. So funny. Oh my god. Too. I still want another season. I just rewatched it and <sighs> I could watch that show probably once a day every the day. Tables. <laughs> Don't talk about <laughs> tables. I'm pretty sure that Herman Munster stomped on my tables. <laughs> It's the designs. Look, look how many. Look it's, at the design. It's the the pa- yeah the patterns. It's the patterns. It's the They've patterns. got a shirt for a thousand dollars because the patterns are so complicated. <laughs> Lucy's cousin texted me the other day. She was like, "Is Fate Mall opened up a Dan Flashes yet?" And I go, "I don't know, but I couldn't afford it. Those patterns are too complicated too for me." Complicated. <laughs> so good. Uh, I feel like I had something else, but we'll go ahead and wrap it up. I mean, I've, I I could talk about it about different things all day. We could. Long. We could have a pop culture podcast. That's what half of the, That's what I love about this podcast. <laughs> yes, I'm saying what I love about the podcast I'm on is you get bourbon. <laughs> you were a fan before you were a. I, it's true. It really is true. <laughs> and one of the things was always like tips and bits. It's like you get, I get my bourbon fix, and then I get my pop culture fix, and it's, I think that's cool. 
Oh, I know the other thing I was going to say. Say it. Baseball's back. Oh, yeah. Spring training, finally. They came out of the lockout. Yep. They came to an agreement. The, my team, the St. Louis Cardinals, are playing uh, the Houston Astros right now, and they're ahead. Dude. I Two went, to one. So I was... When I was in St. Louis for Addison's volleyball tournament, like I drove past the St. Louis Cardinals stadium every time she had a game, and it was awesome. I love it. And that I wanted stadium. to go to the Budweiser like pub, like yeah. bar, but it was closed. <laughs> the day I wanted to go, it was closed. I was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> but it looked awesome. Um, I've officially moved on from college basketball, though. Uh, it's baseball time we just now. Not talk about that. Right? Yeah, it's baseball time now. Right, thanks. I had to, You're welcome. I had to retire my UK Nikes into the closet, so I can't wear them. Sa- that was a sad video. <laughs> anyway, thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of the Smart Bourbon Podcast. Should we tell them right now what we're going to be doing next week? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Eric and I are going to the Lexington Comic Con. We're going to be live at. The con. We're yes, going to be recording with people there. I mean, this is... When you sent me that that uh, confirmation that we got our... Uh, our media, me- passes. media passes. I was like, oh, shit, yes. <laughs> like, I've been going to LexCon since it started. Same. And, like... I th- my, I've only missed one year, and it was because I was out of town. My kids are ready for it. Dash, you know what Dash is cosplaying as? Like, he's all into it. I have no idea. So he got big into Harry Potter. So he's got his whole Harry Potter getup. Yeah. Right. But for some reason, he wanted to be a horse. So he's he got a whole Harry Potter thing, but he's got a horse mask and horse gloves like hoofs. So he is a horse music uh, magician, (laughs) and that's what his cosplay is. And April's bringing back her, April's bringing back her Halloween costume, and she's going as April O'Neil. So on Saturday, when the kids go down, that's what they're going to be walking around like: horse Harry Potter and April O'Neil. <laughs> so if you follow me or April on Instagram, Facebook, you'll definitely see pictures of that. That's Dash. You've got some special children. <laughs> I mean, they're wild. Horsey Potter. Yeah. I mean, like, he was straight up, like, that's what he thought. Because he got a whole Harry Potter cosplay for Christmas. and But then he found one of those horse masks on Amazon. And he was like... Like he, the the Harlem Shake? Yeah. Horse masks? Yeah. Is he adding, like, glasses and a scar to it? I don't know. I mean, I, he's... He showed me his collection of mutilated dolls on Sunday. Listen. <laughs> Luigi that, was looking uh that dude rough. He's got the biggest rough imagination rough. of about any kid I know. And I just let him go crazy with it. I'm just like, you know what, dude? Do it. Go for it, man. Like I've seen crazier things at Comic Con. Don't let your dreams be dreams. That's right. Make them reality. So anyway, so anyway, next week we're going to Lexington Comic Con. We'll be at Lexington Comic Con, and we're going to be recording with a, as as many special guests as we can. We we may even just I may even just go out into the crowd and just walk around and ask people. Uh, we will. I mean, we definitely will. Do we got the capability to do that. Yeah. 
Okay. Let's it doesn't have it. to be on the computer. Nice. I just make sure I have to make sure I have an SD card for the Zoom. There we go. And plenty of batteries. Okay. Because <laughs> son of a gun dies quickly. What kind of batteries does it take? Double A's. Oh. I got you. <laughs> Did you just forget how to wink when you said that? No, I was trying to wink, but you, you... I was looking at this and I was like, oh, okay. All right. Well, anyway. Thank you guys so much for I'm listening to Eric. Hook up. <laughs> Eric, where can people follow us and follow up with us? Follow us. Support us on Patreon. Uh, I mean, I think that's one of the best ways to do it. For as little as a dollar a month, you can help the show at $5. You get all the extra content. You get this episode, which was uncut, which I guarantee very cut a lot of shit out of it. I've got so much editing to do, you guys. Um, but But it helps pay for the show. All the fees and trying to get new stuff and just keep keep things interesting. Support us on Patreon. Uh, just go to Patreon, My Burn Podcast. And then if you want to send us an email, um, and then you can ask a question. You can just send a comment. Or if you want to send us something to review or pair, uh, this is mybourbonshop at gmail.com. Um, there's some merch uh, online. It's bourbonshop.threadless.com. Uh, if you want some Whiskey Mutant merch, it's whiskeymutant.com. Uh, myshopify.com if you want to leave a message for the barrel ring segment which we haven't had one in a while it's been a while 859-428-8253 it's just like leaving a voicemail and then we'll play it on air and then we'll talk to you uh, not in real time but we'll just reply to that and you'll be able to hear yourself on the podcast Uh, for all the social media it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram um, at mybourbonpod um, the Facebook group, go get in on that. Uh, answer a few questions, you'll get in. Uh, this is my Bourbon Podcast Facebook group. Uh, a lot of stuff going on there, actually. There's actually a barrel pick up right now that you can sign up for. Um, if you want to follow Perry on his personal Instagram, it's pritter1792. If you want to follow me, at Whiskey Mutant on Instagram, TikTok. Uh, YouTube, this is my bourbon podcast. Perry goes live every Thursday night at eight. I join him about once a month. He just had a bunch of Irish whiskey and stuff last night. So go check that out. Um, it's true. Yeah. And just search me up on YouTube, Whiskey Mutant. I think it will pull up, but I can't actually change my name yet because I only have like 30 subscribers. So I'm going to make a video. You wait. Yeah, it's coming. Um, and then leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or uh, Spotify. You can leave a review, um, a rating, whatever you want to do. And then if you don't want to do any of that, just tell somebody about us. Just let them know. Just let them know. We've gotten a bunch of uh, new ratings on the podcast app, the Apple Podcast app. Uh, but no new reviews as far as I can tell. But next week, leave us a review, please. Yeah, somebody do it. We're also doing pretty well on Spotify, too. Nice. We're still full on five stars. So. I like it. <sighs> I shouldn't yeah. have taken a bite right before finishing up the episode. What are you eating? The cake? The biscuit. Oh. Damn, there's a lot of that cake left. There's a lot of that cake left. I'm going to eat that cake. All right. Don't ruin your whiskey with it, though. Yeah, that's true. Keep whiskey fun. Hashtag it. And, and keep it. In your glass? Whatever. <laughs> see you guys next week. Hope you have a great week. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode. We'll see you real soon. Until then, I'm Perry. I am 
And this is my bourbon podcast. <laughs>